So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. Hope you all enjoyed listening to us talk about our experiences in our Halloween experiences in the past and our horror movie breakdowns. So now for episode 73 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio in person with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great day right now. Uh, I had a blast, Derek, on the last episode, and now, like, episode 73, that's crazy. We're close to 75, the milestone, and, you know, like, what's the next after 75 is, like, I can see 100 in, like, in in the distance. Also, I'm super excited for our guest tonight, and I'll let you introduce her, Eric. Um, She's someone real special to you. Yeah, oh yeah, huge <laughs> guest tonight. Big, um, yeah, longtime listener of the program, and I think one of my number one fan in uh, life in general. I'm extremely blessed to have this person in my life, uh, my amazing mom, Lynn Saloom. <laughs> Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am your number one fan for sure. Super honored to be here tonight. Really excited to talk about something that I'm very passionate about, and that's cooking. Exactly. So, kind of took that away from me, introducing the topic. So, the topic for this episode will be cooking and just like talking about nutrition and uh, what that really looks like for the three of us here. We all have uh, similar yet different experiences. And I think we could throw it over to Matt first there, just talk about how he and I have both moved out of our parents' homes in the last year and. Um, well, we've been blessed, I think, to both have awesome parents. I think everyone thinks that their mom is the best cook in the world. Mine is, though, 100%. And um, I just want to talk to you, ask you now, Matt, um, what's your experience been like cooking on your own since you moved out of your parents' home? All right. Well, first of all, my mom is the greatest cook in the world, <laughs> like bar none. And I like growing up, like living with my parents till I was like, the shameful age of like, I don't know, like late twenties, we'll say, I don't want to be specific. <laughs> I've like, it's like every night I, I was eating like restaurant quality food, if not better. Like I was very, I'm very blessed to have like two good cooks in my family. Like my dad is an equally good cook too, but like it didn't hit me till I moved out last year and I was alone my first week, like my first weekend, like in my house. And I was like, holy crap, like I'm not going to be, I have to figure out what I have to eat. And I won't, and I definitely will not be eating a five-star meal tonight. Let's just say my first few months in my new house, I was uh, using my phone a lot, you know, Uber Eats, skip the dishes, getting pizzas, shawarmas, just like takeout basically. You know why? Because I didn't really, I didn't know where to start with cooking. I didn't know, like I had all the stuff in my kitchen, the pots and pans, but like, my fridge had barely anything in it. I, I didn't know, like, going to the grocery store was so foreign to me, like, buying all these little things. And so, like, the first few months was pretty rough on my stomach, like, eating all that junk and not feeling too good about it. But then, like, talking to a lot of people at work and people giving me suggestions. And that's, like, the big thing with cooking is, like, talking about it and getting, like, feedback and, like, trying new things that people let you know about. Uh, t- doing that for a while even like talking to my girlfriend a lot, like she was always like, she's been super helpful in that aspect of my life. I started like being more adventurous at the grocery store and like buying things I would have never bought before, you know, fruits, vegetables, (laughs) (laughs) baking supplies. For those who don't know, I worked in at Farm Boy in a grocery store in the meat department for nine years. Like I know my meats, my like chicken, beef and all that. Like I'm comfortable cooking that stuff, but everything else was like, I had never cooked rice in my life or potatoes. Like I, it was all like something that seems so simple to me was like very difficult. 
So uh, a lot of trial and error happened at the start, you know, burning rice, not putting enough water or not like paying attention to like how long it should take to cook or stuff like not setting a timer, a lot of trial and error. But you know what? I never made the same mistake twice. And the best way to learn is making mistakes and like just never doing them again. Uh, so now where I'm at right now is like at a very comfortable stage of like, I can follow a recipe. I can just even freestyle. And I'm like, oh, that, that, those ingredients seem good together. Those spices are going to go good on this chicken. So now I cook every week. I do a lot of meal prep because I work three to four nights a week. So I don't want to cook like right before work after I wake up. Like I work night shift, so it's weird hours. So now like I Sunday, Monday, I'll cook a lot for the next four or five days and I'll make big portions and just like portion all my meals every night. So it's, that's been going great so far. And you know, every like week or two, I'll, 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 I'll cook something new because I kind of get tired of cooking the same thing over and over again. We might talk about this later when we talk about like meals we cook, but I, I get into the bad habit of always cooking the same things. And right now I'm in the stage of like changing that and trying new things. I know I said a lot there, guys, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to end my monologue right now. <laughs> well, I think you, you added some fantastic things, Matt. I'd like to rephrase when you say I make a lot of mistakes. I think you learning a lot from what you're doing. It sounds like you've got a great plan. And I love the fact that you're doing all this meal prep and that you're switching it up, you're being adventurous, you're getting more confident, it's great. Yeah, there's a lot in there that you said there that I was gonna <laughs> touch on later there, like about meal prepping and stuff, and like I'm not really a huge meal prep guy, and that's probably a, one of my Achilles heels when it comes to the kitchen and like cooking, where I'll make like a meal that's good for one day and then leftovers for the next, but then after that, it's starting from scratch. And that's something that I found to be difficult. Like I am very confident in my cooking abilities now. And a lot of it is due to my mom's assistance and like cooking with her. Like since I moved out, like we were doing like some virtual cooking sessions last uh, fall and winter. Like that helped me discover a lot of recipes as well that I can now, like I have saved on my laptop and like a lot of them, I just know close to by heart now that are like, pretty easy for me to do but if I don't do that like and that's always great about what we did was every Sunday for the most part we'd knock out like at least three recipes if not four and then you're set for the week and that's a habit that I want to bring back and like prepare better like if I have like a full Sunday off just bang out a bunch of uh, meals in the kitchen and then be set for the week and like myself I live by myself it's extremely I think it's a lot easier for me to like make the food last longer, Eric. Like you're always cooking for two, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have that advantage. And like cooking one steak or four, it's like, there's literally no difference. It's just like five extra minutes. So I think that's why I do it because I can. And it's cheaper to buy bigger format, like bigger packages at the grocery store. But like the person that's helped me the most is my girlfriend. I got to just give her a shout out. Like I watching her cook and then like she's like she's taught me a couple dishes and she's just standing beside me and saying okay now do this do that like we're not writing anything down she's just showing me and I just I have a good memory so I remember everything and then like do it by myself the next time it gets slightly better and now like three four times doing that dish I've I don't have to think about it anymore no apparently I'm a decent learner like I've 
I'm not like the I'm not the greatest cook, but I'm very good at following instructions, and that's all like that's all really you need the skills you need, right? Well, you did say you never make the same mistake twice, so I feel like <laughs> yeah. you are becoming a good cook. I definitely can't say the same for myself, but the one thing I will say though, I've always been the rice master, humble brag. I mean, I just got the technique down. I feel like that's something that I've got in my bag, but I'm trying to stay away from rice and like be more of a quinoa guy. Or oh, wow. cauliflower rice, I guess. But those frozen packages just aren't the same as the homemade cauliflower rice. I mean, you, I, I say I never make the same mistake twice. I never bat above my average. I know my limitations. I'm never attempting like, like I'm not going to make shepherd's pie or, you know, like stuff like where I'm like, oh, that seems complicated, like making a crust and stuff. Although you guys will were like, oh, no, it's super easy to make. Uh, I, I, I attempt simple things. Like if I'm going to make something, I'm going to, I'm going to make something I can knock out of the park and like, keep it, you know, keep it simple. Well, that's something I would ask my mom. Like, how do you make what looks like a daunting task in cooking be not as daunting, like a shepherd's pie? Like, that's probably something that I also looked at as being something that would be tough to do. And like, I've, Andy and I have made one. It wasn't that hard actually. And it was really good. Like it was like a, quality pie mm -hmm. so what would you say like to people who maybe think it's a like looking like it's a very difficult task to cook something like to ease them into that well you can always break things down and uh, look over a recipe and if there's like 20 steps to the recipe well yeah maybe you want to rethink that one <laughs> but if it's basically you know you can break down to the protein, some vegetables, and puree like the potatoes, for example, in that particular recipe. It really is just a matter of one step at a time, and you get there, and like you're saying, you learn every time you make it, and you're going to get tricks to make it even better next time. So don't be too afraid to try and uh, experiment. Like I know you don't really follow recipes at this point in your cooking career, like in the cooking game. So like I'm try I'm not at that point at all yet, Matt. Like good on you that you're already freestyling, whipping up in the kitchen. Like I'm not really there. I've made a few minor adjustments on some recipes thinking it would work based on past experiences there but i haven't full-on gone from scratch like made up my own recipes there like how do you get to that point where like you know what'll go well together is that too hard, vague of a question or no it's like it comes with experience and you get to know what herbs what spices go well with certain ingredients and hey i've been cooking for like 30 plus yeah, years. So of course I'm going to get better at it than you guys that are basically rookies, right? <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, and I still like to look at recipes and there's always new variations and you get to discover new things. I'm constantly discovering new vegetables mm. that I've never used before. And so I'm looking for new ways, you know, like a lot of Caribbean type recipes that I would have never looked before. I can't say that I never follow recipes. I do. Uh, and there's so many great resources online and you know you can see the comments you can really like and because of course I, I do have that experience I can kind of figure out oh this looks like it would taste good it's just get out there and do it, yeah. it, it cooking can be such a fun activity and it can be relaxing you know when you're cooking you're you're thinking of your cooking you're not thinking of anything else that could be on your mind Wow, well said. So it's, I really promote it. And what better thing you can do for your own health, 
for you, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, your significant other, your family, than providing them with a good meal. I love what you said, uh, Tantin, about having fun. Because every time I cook now, I got my earphones in, I'm listening to a podcast. And that that's something that like, I mean, something I read in that uh, Atomic Habits book of like, you know, if, if, you, if you're not looking forward to do something, we'll make it fun, like change it up. And I approach cooking at first with like, okay, well, you know what? That's going to be the time where I listen to my podcast. I'm going to make cooking the time where I can listen to my movie podcasts. And you know what? Now I look forward to cooking because I'm like, okay, I get to listen, get to keep listening to the episode I was on and it's made it really fun. Now I, I don't mind taking a little longer, or like prepping a little longer and having everything ready because I get to listen to my podcast. So I associate cooking with listening to um, talk people talk about movies. It's very underrated, like getting presented like a good meal. Like if someone serves you a great meal, like to me, it's like a token of love and like admiration. Like I, I've had my girlfriend cook me meals. I've cooked meals for her. Like it's like a good, it's a really good feeling actually. Sure. It's yeah, very absolutely. Un- I'm super appreciative. Like I love to eat. I eat like people at work know me as like the guy who never stops eating. I eat all night. I'm just like, I love food. There's only like two foods that I don't eat ingredients and we'll, I can say them later maybe. Okay. Squash and sweet potatoes. I hate them. <laughs> uh, I don't eat those, but anything else is fair game. So like, I'm very, if someone hands me food, it's like, you're my best friend. So like, it's very, yeah, it's super, uh, it's a great feeling to receive food. Yeah, have no, someone for cook sure. For you. And, yeah. and when you cook for people you love, it's very gratifying. It's a great activity to do with your friends, to do with, you know, your partner. I, I remember that there were restaurants, well, restaurants, cooking places where you could go and cook a meal assisted by a chef with a group of your friends and then you get to sit and enjoy the meal. I mean, you could do that in your house, your Mm -hmm. home, right? With your friends and cook together. And again, it's another great opportunity to have a uh, share good food together. No, that's that sounds like a great idea, actually. Like, listen, like everybody has to eat. So you might as well make like the you have to cook no matter what. You might as well make it as enjoyable as possible as fun as possible and learn from it i mean i love learning and i know you you two love learning too like why not make cooking one of the things that you're get really good at because guess what you're going to be doing it the rest of your life well like that segue well into like what you said earlier mom about um like finding out new recipes and new foods like what are some uh the new foods that you've discovered in the last few years there that you could uh, impart on the listeners So basically, uh, it's mostly vegetables because I'm always trying to incorporate more vegetables in our um, diet. The more vegetables you can actually, the better variety you can have, the more nutrition you are providing your body. So one of my real favorites is celery yak and it honest to God, looks like the most hideous vegetable. (laughs) It looks like this big, ugly root. It kind of reminds me of, you know, that plant that in Harry Potter they pull out? The mandrake. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) kind of. And um, it's actually super delicious. It is, um, it's the root of the celery. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it has that celery flavor and it is fantastic mashed. So that's something that I really enjoy making like a mashed kind so of faux mashed. potato. Yeah. <laughs> um, then um, other vegetables I've discovered is a jicama. 
It's again another bulb. Kind of tastes like an Asian pear of all things. Oh. Bosque pear, I would say. Sure. And uh, <laughs> it's super crunchy and delicious, juicy, and it is super nutritious. What else? Edo's is yeah. another one that I really <laughs> like. Okra. Well, okra, you know, is is pretty common. A lot of people I find I think know about okra, and it's again super delicious and it has a nice crunch. Um, super easy to incorporate in almost any kind of stew or soup you make. Uh, but to go back to Edo's, those are like, that's kind of like a Caribbean delicacy. I think they also eat them in Hawaii. And they look like these little coconuts, like little furry balls. <laughs> and, but they, they kind of serve as like a potato. Okay. A different nutrient profile, so again, very um, changes that up the nutrition. Geez, here I am like cutting peppers and, and, <laughs> and cucumbers and tomatoes for my salad, and I don't know any of those veggies, so. But th- those wouldn't go in salads, <laughs> okay, though. They'd okay, more, yeah. mostly be like substitutes for stuff you'd put like in a stir fry so or something, or like it. a soup. Um, like, other than a jicama, that yeah, would definitely be delicious in a salad. Snack. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of. <laughs> a lot of vegetables that are very common that we just, you know, we kind of get in a rut of, Mm. oh, we only eat romaine lettuce or iceberg lettuce. Mm. And, you know, oh, Mm. sometimes we go crazy and buy like a a mix of spring, uh, you know, Mm. greens. But, you know, we should be trying to incorporate spinach, arugula, baby kale. These are all great greens Mm -hmm. and easily tossed into salads. Uh, You can have the same old salad, but throw in a new green and you've already boosted your um, nutrients and uh, given yourself a nice little uh, different flavor. I like when you like booster nutrients. Like I've no like since I stopped eating takeout all week, like every, all the time and cooking, I've noticed a huge difference in like my, uh, like just how I feel and like my body's reactions. And like, that's why I'll never go back. Right. Like I have to, like, I've learned two certain foods to avoid. Like I know what my body can digest or not now mm-hmm. through trial and error. Like I'm not never eating corn again in the, for the rest of my life. Sadly, like it tastes delicious. But like that's why it's important to have all those different like variety. And I'm going to try one. I'm going to try maybe the, uh, that first one, the mandrake one, celery, uh, celery. <laughs> I want to try that. <laughs> um, Make sure you wear your earmuffs and you're good to go. <laughs> that's such a classic. And you know, scene. it's readily available in every super uh, market. People avoid it like the plague because of what it looks like. Well, I don't know Probably. about that, but uh, it can be intimidating when you look at a vegetable that yeah. is kind of like ugly looking yeah, and saying. you're not used to it. But people that know it are not avoiding it. If you know, you know. But (laughs) the people didn't know until now. So just dropping them gems on us. Good stuff. No, I'll definitely endorse jicama as well, like as a solid snack. I actually bought a lot of them. My only quarrel with them would be that you have to eat them pretty quickly because they get rotten like at lightning pace. So... You got to just peel the layer and then chop them up. They're really good. It's like a refreshing summer snack. It's good stuff. I remember eating them when I was in Mexico, and they would sprinkle it with lime juice and a little bit of chili powder. 
super yummy. So yeah, that'd be a good, uh, like a few good things to incorporate in our like grocery shopping uh, endeavors. One thing I've started doing actually, well now like it's at the time of recording the season for this is done, but um, big farmer's market guy now. I feel like go- knowing what I know now and like how good the quality of these veggies is at the farmer's market, it's really tough to go back to basic produce from a metro or superstore. Ginger has been ruined. Garlic just isn't the same. Kale, I'll not get superstore kale anymore. Like I'm just saying the quality is, is second to none at the farmer's market. I'm telling you, this garlic that we have is incredible. You can tell as soon as you slap it in your um, your garlic presser, just like how fresh it looks. And the, the garlic you get at the superstore or supermarket like just looks artificial next to it. So um, throw it over to you, Matt. Are you, uh, do you go to the farmer's market sometimes? Oh God, no, I'm like a basic go <laughs> over to the basics. grocery. Yeah. I'm Eric. You're like, I know I've been saying like, Oh, I'm cooking this and that, but like, I'm still like super bottom level of a, like being a cook. Like Eric, like you've experimented way more with me than me with cooking. I can just tell by all like the, the pictures I see. And like, <laughs> I, I stick to like very, I'm like a steak, pasta, salad, like potato kind of guy like i'm sticking to very everything i have everything i cook is cheese or like ground beef in it like it's very there's always meat in there cheese garlic and onion powder like those are my go-to spices i don't know i just keep it simple montreal steak spice Um, but just like hearing you guys talk about these veggies is already like motivating me to try it i think i will try the yikama hikama dealer's choice i just googled it and it looks like you know i can easily cut it up slice it yeah yeah um but that's what I love doing like at work is like seeing people's food and like, oh, what do, what, do, what do you have? They're like not bugging them, but just like, you know, I can judge their mood if they want to talk or not. And then I ask them, how do you make it or what you put in it? Um, I'm not shy to do that because I, I, I like I said at the beginning, I'm exploring more and more. And like, like just the other day, I bought like pasta to make lasagna, like, you know, like sheets of, mm-hmm. yep. I don't know how you call it. Yeah. Fresh pasta. Fresh pasta to make lasagna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a lasagna and I'm not even going to follow a recipe. I'm just going to like put whatever I think is there, you know, like a sauce and I'm just going to freestyle it. I It'll like be great. it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, and uh, I think that easy, simple is the way to go. Okay. You know, uh, overly complicated does not necessarily make a better meal. Easy and simple is something that you can do on a day-in, day-out basis. It's not intimidating. It's not, you know, time-consuming. It's something that keeps you going. And I have tons of recipes that are easy and simple. And they're delicious. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, is like the major uh, mark. It has to be delicious or it's not staying around. What's an easy, simple recipe? If you have one off the top, like no, not knowing to get into all the ingredients there, yeah, but yeah. just like, okay, well, you know, right now, because it's getting colder outside, one of my, I love making soup and I have a few recipes that are super basic, uh, like for a mushroom soup, a couple of containers, depending on how much you want to make, like a couple of boxes of mushrooms, an onion, Uh, a clove or two of garlic, throw in some stock and Montreal steak spice. Mm. And it is delicious. I also add a can of coconut milk to make it creamy. And I add that because I cook dairy-free. 
but you do not taste the coconut at all. The Montreal steak spice overtakes that <laughs> and it's got a nice spice. It's got a nice little kick and it's delicious and easy. That sounds really delicious. Actually, I've never cooked soup in my life. Like, and now that we're approaching winter, maybe I'm going to, that'll be my, the kick in the butt I need to like to make it delve into the soup game i love making soup as well i'll just add on to what my mom just said they're like an easy one that i've also been making lately is a can of like a 28 ounce can of tomatoes diced whole whatever it's your call again an onion a clove of garlic and um coconut milk just all in the pan the yeah the pot i guess and then throw in the blender chop it up and it's money that's like super easy to make as well. And there's a few other soups that I love as well, like a carrot dill soup. Again, all of these are credit to my mom. She introduced me to them all. So a lot of like you say that like I'm, I know a lot, like a lot of it is like all of it is due to my mom as well there. And I actually have just a quick story I want to tell there about like you looking at like your coworkers lunches and stuff. <laughs> and when I was new at my job, like I joined the training group that had started after the one with where I made like a lot of my friends like Basam was in that group before me so I, would, I joined their work late that crew late and then the first day I had lunch with those guys were all around my age they're like I'm dressed in like a nice dress shirt like just looking fresh they're like oh yeah what do you got there I'm like oh, yeah, I have swordfish like swordfish who the hell is this guy <laughs> and it still comes up like that I had swordfish on the first day I had lunch with the group that became my group of friends at work and like who's this cake eater <laughs> that's amazing so that's definitely not simple and effective but uh, it's pretty funny but to kind of get back to what you were saying Matt <laughs> about uh, how you do meal prep I find making a big batch of soup at the beginning of the week is great to have on hand for like weekday mm, lunches mason jar just store them in there it's a great idea. I, I have a quick work story too. Another one. Uh, when I started where I worked, where I work now, I lived at home. So every day I'd be bringing in these meals like that my mom cooked. And people were like so jealous and like, you didn't make that. I'm like, yeah, of course I didn't make that. I yeah. still live at home. And they're like, Ugh. and like it, they could tell when I moved out because right away the food quality was like, what are you bringing mm-hmm. in now, Matt? Oh, you know, uh, it was very, very basic. And mostly takeout. So, yeah, I can see what you mean, Eric. Like, yeah. it's, it is a thing that, like, people notice in the cafeteria or in the lunch area. The soup thing. Soup looks, like, extremely... I don't know what it is, like, to me that scares me about... Ma- not scares me, but that, like, it looks daunting is, like... I guess it's the broth part. Like, I'm not really sure. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Honestly? It looks easy to screw up soup. I think it's the thing you can screw up the least. I was really? Say, yeah. You oh, can, especially, okay. you know, one of the most easiest recipes to make is a vegetable soup. Just chop up whatever vegetables you have at home. You can even throw in leftover vegetables, a box of broth, put in some seasonings. Yeah. You're done. Oh, okay. You know, you can throw in like your steak from the night before, mm-hmm. rice, uh, potatoes, anything goes in a soup. Okay. Uh, and then you just like tweak the, the salt and you're done. You can add yeah. like uh, some spices, like a spicy, if you want to put like some Frank's hot, you know, to, to give it a kick. Uh, that's the beauty of cooking. You can control 
all the ingredients that go in there, the salt, the sugar, the, the spicy. Give soup a try. It's really um, not intimidating. And every time you make a batch, you learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really easy. Like you can even like burn the onions in the pot if you want before. And well, you can not if you want. You if it happens. If it happens. Like, you can still make it work, right? And I agree. Like it's, it's kind of hard to mess up the soup. Okay. So I'm glad to hear that. misconception about soup. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, because I've never done it, I, yeah. I have these, pre, these, exactly. It is a misconception. Okay, cool. And you know what's a great soup also to make is like those um, bowls with noodles. Okay. You know, like um, fa. Yeah, yeah, fo. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fa, fo. I'm not sure exactly. I, yes. I love eating those. Like, exactly. Out. And it's, you know, you throw in some ginger, uh, mm. some tamari, uh, so, or like soy sauce, um, a little bit of sesame oil, and you got all those Asian flavors going. Um, you put in your noodles. You're, you can put chicken or just vegetables, and it's fantastic. Admittedly, maybe I haven't tried soup because, like, I eat like a pig, and I know soup is like it ain't gonna like soup is gonna be like a snack for me. Like, I eat a lot, like a ridiculous amount. Drink it by the mason jar; right. it'll be good. Yeah. But it's undercover filling, though. Like, if you make like a good yeah filling Party. portobello mushroom okay. soup there it can get you where you need to be sprinkle some crackers in there and uh... for vegetables like if you're putting turnips cabbage um, i know you're not gonna put sweet potatoes <laughs> but you know um those vegetables that are more filling uh -huh. yeah celeriac leeks. yes yeah. leeks mushrooms you're gonna feel a lot more full after eating those mm -hmm. for sure but it can also be an appetizer you know and then you can follow up with a, a sandwich or something mm, else. The two best combination ever, soup and sandwich. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably not in my uh, parents' household. Their <laughs> sandwiches don't get consumed too much. Okay. That's actually also maybe a good transition to how much, like we're, we've been talking about like some good food to eat and like steering away from takeout and um, just making our own food, feeling better, feeling loved as well, and giving the love by giving people good food. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways to like build some good habits where you can eat well, but also permit yourself to have like those cheat snacks or days even? Like I'll be, I'll admit, admittedly, it's like we're recording right around the corner of Halloween. I've been just pigging out on coffee crisps, oh. arrows, like you name it, Swedish fish. I've just been devouring them. Hopefully we have some left over for the kids coming over soon. <laughs> but um, that's going to stop once this drops. I want to get back into those habits. But I still want to have like some days where I can cheat a little bit, you know. So what are you, how do you go about it in your, at your um, house there where I used to live? Like... Mm -hmm. Is well, there room for cheat days? Absolutely. There should always be cheat days. But I will say that I try to limit what I bring in the house. So as to... Because if it's there, it's going to get eaten. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, like, especially Halloween... Like, I've learned this through the years of buying the candy that I do not want to eat. So I buy the Maynard candies because I don't care for fuzzy peach. But I don't want to have, like, all the little chocolate bars and that laying around because that's going to tempt me more. So I limit temptations. That being said, 
I still enjoy a good sheet every now and then. And when I do, I want it to be something really delicious. But for sure, I mean, if you eat, I want to say 80, hopefully 90% of the time, a good diet, you know, lots of veggies, your proteins, healthy fats, you should be able to have those cheats, have a little junk. It's, it's all part of, you know, being realistic in your lifestyle. It's super unrealistic to just like never cheat and like have uh, a dessert or candy. Like I, I, I do your technique, Tantlin, where I like, I limit what I have in my household. Like I never carry, a, there's never a lot of alcohol where I, in my house because I know like if it's there, I'll be more tempted. So I only always keep like one little bottle of rum or, and like, no, there's no beer in my house whatsoever. Um, can't, uh, chocolate, like I don't have any dessert in my house except for the cookies that I make or the stuff that I bake. Like I want to make, if I'm going to eat dessert, it's going to be something that I made. I'm not going to go out and buy like chips, ahoy cookies or, or like, or, and chips are reserved only for like, if I'm going somewhere, I'll bring some chips and I'll, I'll pig out that night. But it's not like I'm going to be cracking open chips, uh, breaking open a bag of chips every night. Um, that's my strategy is just to not have it on hand. That way I can't, I physically can't eat it. Yeah, I totally um, agree with yeah. that philosophy. I live by that philosophy. <laughs> you know, I love to have, you know, a nice bag of chips every mm. now and then, but it is like a special t- thing. Yeah. It's not every night. It's not every weekend. And when you have it, you really enjoy it. Thank you. You Exactly. And like at work, we have vending machines everywhere. I don't bring any change or money to work. I know if I get hungry, I'm going to go buy a Mars bar, but I don't want that. So I literally like force myself. I'm not going to like, I do tricks like that or leave your wallet somewhere else or don't. There's so many things you can do to, if you don't want to do something, there's little tips and tricks that can help you, you know? Um, And a lot of it, like back to like the Atomic Habits book, that, that book's helped me a lot with little tips and tricks like that. Like, like this is gone really off tangent, but I'll just say it quickly. Like I'm not the biggest fan of cleaning, but I've, I've not minded more and more now because I've, um, I've left my cleaning supplies more out in the open in my house. So I see them and I'm reminded like, Oh yeah, I have to do that. It's right. I don't have to go searching in the closet for everything. There's stuff everywhere, you know, like it's little tricks like that. And I guess that can apply to food. You can have like all your stuff ready. Like if you're, if you're scared to do this giant recipe, like have all your stuff prepped in advance and in front of you on the counter and everything's in front of you. You're not going to worry about everything. You have everything there on deck and you're ready for a successful attempt at your meal. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is like, if you're prepared to do something like, um, successefully prepared, then you're most likely going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And Super you know, awesome. it's just to add to the preparing of the meal, you don't have to do it all in one day. You can chop things and have them ready for the next day. You can cook half of it and finish it the next day. Um, it doesn't have to be all one session. That never entered my mind, actually. So that's like, like that's not a bad breaking idea. Breaking it yeah, down. Yeah. So you're not cooking for like three hours one day and you can just maybe do an hour here or there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you, you have your, meal, your, your protein ready, but all you need is a nice little sauce or something. Well, you could have prepared the sauce on Sunday and then shake it up again on Tuesday. And it's good to go with whatever. Maybe you're having a fish and you can just throw on a nice little vinaigrette on top of it and it's already ready. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, no, that's a good suggestion. I've never really done that. Like I'm more of a just go start to finish and 
get her done there. But I do like what you said, Matt, about like getting everything out in the open and prepare. Like that's one of the things I do every time I cook is I get everything I need out. Then I don't need to be scrambling around the kitchen, like looking for stuff, especially if I'm handling multiple fires on or burners on the stove at the same time. Like I don't like to be running around at all Mm -hmm. and uh, just having everything nicely organized helps me out a lot just to bring it back to what you said earlier like way earlier about listening to a podcast while I cook like sometimes I'll actually take my airpods out because I do want to hear the sound of my that my food is making oh. when I'm cooking stuff right because you might not be aware that like it requires your attention your food is speaking to you people and you gotta <laughs> really? listen right when like a fish is, is heating up too much and you might not hear because you're just dialed in listening to like some like spitting chiclets or something <laughs> right so like that's a little tip i'll give out as well like it is i think it's fine to listen to a pod when you chop up vegetables like on the cutting board getting or like mixing stuff like if i'm baking i'll no problem but when i'm over the stove i don't i don't play that ish you know so <laughs> just get in the zone no no distractions Oh, I never thought sound was that important, but then again, I don't really know too too much about cooking. I'm more like I I use my like I'm more of a sight and like v- I'm a visual learner. guy and like I I like sample a lot. I'm a I'm huge on like grabbing the food when it's not or like poking it in the oven or I don't know. <laughs> I'm very like archaic that way, I guess, or old school. Game changer um, for me, sir. I'm just gonna add that yeah. I've got um Andy got me a thermometer or like. Yeah, thermometer for the food. And like I was very unappreciative of the gift at the time. <laughs> but that one that thing is aged like fine wine because I used to always cut like a chicken in half to see if it was cooked and it's like completely pink. So or it would be cooked, like it would be, but then the presentation is off, right? So now with a the thermometer, I know 165, I'm good. <laughs> so just stick it in the middle. And the other gift she gave me, which I liked right away, was the apron. And I want to normalize not only cooking, but eating with aprons. Game changer. I have, like, you know, nice Lululemon clothes. I'm not trying to ruin them with bacon grease flying. (laughs) (laughs) So aprons, get on it, and thermometers as well. Uh, just quickly, I second the apron. That was like day two purchase after I was cooking bacon. And I got like <laughs> yeah. bacon. It pretty much ruined one of my workout shirts. It, 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 the grease will not come out. So yeah, the apron was a day two buy. I needed it right away. Now eating with the apron. Because I live alone, if I'm wearing a nice shirt, I'll just eat like without a shirt all the time. <laughs> like it's just, it's super easy. Like I'm with you, Eric. I, will, I don't want to stain my for oh, Lululemon yeah. or any shirt really. Because yeah, then yeah. you're going out with a, nobody wants stains on their shirt. So I, I'm a big believer and I eat like, I don't eat on a table. I eat on a couch because well, I live by myself. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've, I'll eat shirtless a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The baking grease was not fun. Well, just anything. I feel yeah. like apron, like even like if sauce flies around right. and like spaghetti you're sauce. easily getting your food, your clothes stained yeah. in the kitchen, like especially anything tomato based. Oh. Uh, and if you've got any kind of red wine sometimes in a recipe, and that, that might be a thing that people don't like about cooking is like cleaning up after and like you're kind of making a mess whether you want to or not. Sometimes you're rushing or <clears throat> stuff's flying all over the place like that can be a, a deterrent to cooking. And, oh, it's super easy to dial the phone, like use your phone and get some food. You don't have dishes. You don't have to like you're not making a mess. It's super convenient. It's very convenient like Uber Eats. Uh, maybe not on your wallet, though. But uh, 
that could be the thing that turns people off. I think is doing dishes, cooking. I mean, cleaning. Um, I don't mind anymore. I kind of do the half the cleaning while my food's cooking, mm. and like when I soon, I'm one of those people. I, maybe I'm OCD about cleanliness, but like I'm everything gets clean right away after I eat. Nothing's getting left for the next day. Like it has to be done right away in my head. But again, I live by myself, so folks, I only have like very minimal dishes, right? So if and when I have a big family, you know, you never know, like that might change where it's like, oh, there's too much to do right now or, yeah. Well, I think like we were saying earlier, how it's unrealistic to think that you're never going to have cheat days. It's unrealistic to think that you're never going to get takeout and that you're not going to have days where it's like there's too much going on and we have to, you know, order out. But uh, that being said, with the cooking, I completely agree with you. I know individuals like that that are clean freaks and they do not like cooking and so of course the cooking means cleaning so they'd rather they're uh, extremely basic in their cooking but you know what there's a lot of great basic recipes where you're using one pot a soup Mm -hmm. is again a great example Mm -hmm. of that uh, where you're not using up a lot of utensils. You're not using up a lot of pots and, you know, blenders and all, all kinds of other small appliances. Yeah. You're, you're getting a great meal and limiting your uh, cleaning afterwards. But uh, ordering out is super expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And if it's just for one person, eh, you can kind of manage that. But right. when you're looking for like more than two uh, it racks up very fast. It's a quick hundo. They ding you with those service charges. Oh like the delivery is like close to $10, yeah. I want to say. Then you got a tip in there yeah. too. I just want to say though, like cleaning after like, let's be real, it sucks. Like who, right. like, I'm sorry, Matt, but like, come on. Well, you, no, just, no. Yeah. Always likes, I don't like cleaning all the time after, mm. right? But no, I hear what you're saying. Do it with the podcast on. That's yeah. what I do. No, I, 100%. Yeah. When I'm doing dishes alone, like I'll for sure listen to a pod like yeah, that. I you do don't like, need to hear the sounds for dishes. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, underrated. No, nah, anyways. But, um. I don't but like cleaning up. I agree up. with you. Cleaning is the least yeah. favorite part, but the rewards of the cooking is is greater. Right. Yeah, agreed. 100%. You know, your 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 health is at stake here. Yeah. That's how I feel at the gym. The the pain of like working out, it's worth the feeling I get after I'm done my workout. Cuz nobody loves to work out, but the reward is there. So. You, you get addicted yeah. to the high of that good feeling you get yeah. from a good workout. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's very minimal. The people that actually can't wait to go do a training uh, in a gym. Yeah. So we've, I think we've shed a negative light on takeout in this episode there. But what are some good takeout options if you had to say like summer? Like what are some of your takeout spots of choice, if you will, like... Uh, if you had to dip into the takeout and menu tonight, okay, what are well, you leaning towards? I would definitely, I, I'm very much a salad person. So I definitely, one of my go-to takeouts is a fatouche, a Lebanese salad. I don't get the pita on it, but I mean, I get it with chicken and it, it is a super delicious um, salad. Mm. Um, I order Greek. Um, like souvlakis, I find that's a great, um, healthy option. 
And then usually most takeout places, even like pizza places or whatnot, they always have like um, salad options, um, roasted chicken. So steering clear from the pizza, even at the pizza Well, I, I, yeah, pizza doesn't agree with me as much. And, uh, you know, a little bit like the corn reference Matt was making (laughs) reference to. It's like as you, you know, your body (laughs) ages, we'll say, you get to know what works and what doesn't for Mm -hmm. you. I steer clear of that. And whenever I do have a pizza, I get reminded. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's why I don't eat this. As I'm getting older, I'm noticing like food sensitivity too. And I know like I, in my head, I know down the road, I'm going to have to cut a lot more food too, because even pizza now, like I have to watch out. Like if I know I'm, if I get like Gabriel's and it's loaded with cheese, I know I'm paying the price. Um, But for myself, my favorite takeouts, like I'm a huge sandwich guy. I could eat sandwiches like seven days a week. I'll be, I'll be very happy. Subway is like my main jam and um, pizza's. Those are my go-to. I mean, McDonald's, like, okay, McDonald's was me, with me is I go to McDonald's every like six weeks to eight weeks just to remind myself not to go to McDonald's. <laughs> I'm like, I paid $12 and I got a little Big Mac and fries and a drink. And I'm like, this, I'm still hungry after. And like it left a bad, it tasted good going down, but it leaves a bad taste after the fact. But you know what? I'm probably still going to go to McDonald's in two months uh, just to like, oh, hit that craving. And oh no, I'm, I'm good. Like, just to remind myself, don't do it. But it's like, it's weird. I get this craving like mm, McDonald's. I see a commercial or I see coupons and I'm like, ah, it's, it's an easy addictive. option. Yeah. It is yeah. very. And then like they're open. I work overnight and it, the one year my work's open 24 um, seven. So I can go there at any time and get a Big Mac or something. And that's what I did the other night. So, but then I felt like not good. I had like a McTummy ache after. Um, <laughs> DM. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. let's say we, we always need little reminders every now and then. And we're only human. We're mm-hmm. going to be tempted by certain foods. Mm-hmm. McDonald's though, like the good thing about them, about McDonald's, like it's great hangover food. And also <laughs> like for road trips, like if you're hitting the road, for like even like just to Montreal and stop at Drebeuf, and just a quick McDonald's rip, a couple of junior chickens, good to go. Like that's my go-to on the road or hungover, two junior chickens. I'm gonna like the coffee as well. Then right. actually, Zach and I went to Timmy's the other day. Shout out, overrated apparently. And uh, their <laughs> farmers breakfast wraps were delicious. So and like five bucks too. Like it was wow. very filling. Okay. So I would endorse the farmers breakfast wrap. Zach put me on, and I'm now I'm putting you on. So my my go-to You're putting us on already. Uh, my go-to would be like for takeout. I'm a big shawarma guy, and um, sushi. That's the big two that we normally get. Ooh. But that too, though, like it's very good. It creeps up on you how filling it is. Like you, we order like six rolls. We're like, oh, is this enough? And then by we're almost done. Like, oh my god, are we gonna be able to make it through this? Like it's with the rice. Like it. Just fills your uh, stomach up mm-hmm. with the when when the water hits, it just doubles in size, I guess. Ever try it with wasabi? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I used to eat sushi with wasabi. That's all I knew, but now I I haven't eaten sushi with wasabi in so long. Uh, okay. I like, like it now. Years. Yeah. 
I love it with a lot of ginger. Ooh. Every okay. piece has got to have a piece of ginger okay. on it. Okay. Never okay. eaten sushi it. with ginger. Oh, okay. Game changer. Yeah, okay. I'm putting you on. Okay, the there ginger. you go. Put me on the ginger. I love ginger though. Like I'm a, I've discovered yeah. ginger in the last year or so there and uh, And obviously the one with the sushi is different than the fresh. It's pickled. True. But it just adds a nice zing. I find mm. wasabi way too much heat for me. But yes, sushi is another great um, mm -hmm. takeout option that I, uh, and I like consider. Kind of healthy too, like yeah. other than the rice, which could be like has some gluten in there as well there but there's no gluten in rice we'll cut that out <laughs> I, I, I find sushi very <laughs> underrated actually because a lot of people i talk to don't like sushi but yet they've never tried it in their life sushi gets a very sense. like a very bad rep just because oh there's raw fish in there there's a, it's it's not cooked it's it's a foreign food you know it's like it's japanese and a lot of people I work with just will never try it ever. And I'm like, you don't know what you're missing. Actually, there was a lady the other day at work that had it for the first time in her life. And she's in her 40s and she loved it. And I'm like, yeah, you've been missing out your whole life on this delicious food. She bought some at the store and I'm like, yeah, isn't it good? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, try the wasabi. She's like, no. <laughs> hey, a little dab of like the wasabi sauce, like just a little bit. Oh, it adds like, oh. Even like the sushi you, you get at like the grocery it's store, yeah. I find it's underrated. Yeah. You know, yeah. like sometimes a great little solution for a quick lunch. Yeah. You're pressed for time, whatnot. Yeah. And I, I, I find it very enjoyable. Speaking of pressed for time, that was something that we actually put on Instagram. And we got a few responses for like, if you are strapped oh, yeah. for time, what is your go-to meal? Just go in order here from the homie Basam. His submission was shrimp stir fry, which I feel like if you're strapped for time, a stir fry is something that's like a little, like it's easy to put together. Maybe it takes a bit of time to make, but it's easy to make. And I think I agree with that in that it's like a stir fry, easy shrimp, frozen shrimp too. Just dump the bag in the pan, heat them up. I, I think that is an excellent uh, suggestion for a quick meal because you can buy those frozen bags of oriental mix. Yeah. All your vegetables are all good to go, ready. And then, like Eric said, the frozen shrimp. Um, everything can be cooked from frozen really fast. Throw in a little bit of sesame oil, ginger. You don't even have to have rice. You can eat it straight up like that or my preference cauliflower rice to even boost more uh veggies mm. and it's delicious actually i'll say my preference also and this is a meal that i was became my signature meal when i lived at montmartre on sea back in the day isn't like when making a stir fry instead of using rice as your bed for your vegetables and meat just chop up some cabbage throw that in the pan, let that heat up and become a little softer. And like, that's, I know it's not a direct substitute for rice, but like that's your ground floor. Mm -hmm. And then you fill the rest out after it's delicious, super easy to make. It takes a bit of time for the cabbage to become soft. Like you have to give that some good time to just heat up and become like less crunchy. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely recommend that. Um, if we're going to get into like signature food later there, but stress. Shrimp stir fry, good submission. Well, so. I definitely recommend that. Great nutritional value. Good job, Eric. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Learn from the best. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. Shrimp's not my favorite, so like <laughs> stir fry. Those a, a stir fry is always a good idea, though. Easy meal to make. 
So the next one here, I don't know if, I think I've made this before there. It's from uh, homie M. Gagnon, also former guest. Her submission was non-bread pizzas, which is actually delicious. We definitely have made that before. It's delicious. I feel like you can use a lot of different like yeah. barbecue sauce as well on there. And uh, Great submission, actually. I've, we, I've eaten that a lot at my parents' house. Homemade pizzas like that. Delicious. You load it with stuff. Easy meal. I cannot bring non in my house. <laughs> it is too easy to eat. Uh. <laughs> and I can't handle it. But, oh, my God, that is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, non, non-bread, I think, is like the golden or silver standard of uh, bread. Flatbreads. Yeah, yeah flatbreads, for sure. Flatbreads, great stuff also. So the next one was from our aunt and your sister, Tant Nicole. Hers was eggs just strap for time throw some eggs in the pan and just either scramble the sunny side up dealer's choice i mean eggs are good i can't eat eggs on their own though i don't know about oh, you really? i oh, I, definitely I, can. I need some bacon to offset that texture but i love eggs for sure but it can't just be straight up eggs for me bacon and eggs is my go-to right now if i don't know what to eat and it's not a main meal like for a snack like if i need a snack and my stomach's rumbling I'll throw some strips of bacon on a pan, cook those first, and then cook my scrambled eggs in the bacon grease. Like that's like, I do that all the time. It's super easy. I don't even think about it. It's like muscle memory. Easy snack. No need for sound with that one. No. (laughs) His eyes Um, closed. Yeah. And you know, like four or five eggs sometimes. Like I eat a lot. Like it it looks like a lot, then it shrinks a little and you're like, okay, you're good. Um, I hear you, Matt. I had three eggs for lunch today. And that was my lunch. And I would throw in like some avocado slices a little salsa and oh, we're yeah. done it was delicious like salsa oh my god i never thought of that salsa on the eggs yep huh super yummy and it adds a little spice okay not I'm a ton just that. a bit yeah yeah like a spoonful thoughts on breakfast for dinner like Ooh. me my breakfast for dinner is two eggs three pieces of bacon potatoes and onions love that that's another one for me probably strap for time don't want to make something fancy breakfast for dinner i hated that idea when i was living at home but now that i have to do it all myself oh i love that idea <laughs> like do you do it or you like <laughs> i've never done it yet but like i wouldn't be opposed to it i i find that we label a lot of meals with that breakfast lunch dinner mm. you know and really you should be able to eat anything at any meal uh, soup for breakfast is actually underrated and eggs for dinner is underrated or pancakes for, uh, for dinner is underrated. Uh, really, it's a meal. It's just that it's a mindset of, oh, I can't eat that for breakfast. That's not a breakfast food. Yeah, you can. It's, you're just wanting something to be nutritious and get your day going. I, f- I find that labels on food is totally overrated i love that point but i'm gonna hit you with the counter argument to that one i'm the biggest salad guy to walk this earth probably and i would not eat a salad for breakfast i don't think like, that's just you got to ease into your day like salad and coffee together i'm with eric <laughs> on this i'm with eric I-, I love coffee and i could <laughs> i could drink coffee with any meal so i'm just wanting to opening no, I- I like up your saying, your, uh, sure. your idea of not putting a label on a meal and mm. you could eat 
anything at any time. Cake for breakfast. Great. I love that. <laughs> but no, Eric, I'm with uh, you. That's like, a muffin, basically. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up and eat a big bowl of spaghetti. Like, I feel like it's too oh, heavy. Yeah, that too. That's a tough one. Oh, that's what I mean. I've done that. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or pizza for people that are like, oh, oh no, yeah, cold oh, pizza no. for breakfast. Oh, for Get sure. out of no, there. No, no. Pizza for breakfast Get, for sure. Get out of there. It's great, man. What? Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Would you, you would not eat like, you eat a breakfast sandwich, right, for breakfast? Yeah. Okay, well, what's the difference with the club sandwich? You're right, like one thing. One has eggs, one would have eggs, one would have chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, You're very, there, yeah. there, there's definitely comparable things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, you should eat like a big steak dinner yeah. the minute yeah. you wake up in Ribs. the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tomahawk steak. <laughs> Wagyu meatloaf. Yeah. But I've definitely, <laughs> I've definitely eaten leftovers for breakfast. Okay. Because I, I'm a big leftover person. Mm. I love that. But like French toast and pancakes for supper sounds delicious now. Like mm-hmm. you're like yeah. eating a dessert for breakfast almost. Yeah. Um, Dairy Queen ice cream cake in the AM. Oh. Or a bowl of icing in the morning. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's rough though. <laughs> it's on your stomach. Coffee. I can't drink coffee with my meal. Like it has to be like with dessert. Oh, okay. Like mm. I, I, I find I'm watering the, like. I'm dulling my taste buds for the food when I'm drinking my coffee. So you don't have coffee if you have eggs in the morning? Now with breakfast, it does. No, I do. So I guess it, <laughs> the, the argument's null for the breakfast. But like salad, like coffee and salad, I, I couldn't uh, imagine the, that. Oh, it would ruin the salad taste. Two I things I love but could not go well yeah. together at all. I don't know, like salad and coffee. So. Well, I generally will have one or two coffees before I even eat. Anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it wouldn't be, I, I, I probably won't have too much food with coffee, even though I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like sometimes it takes me three hours before I actually have my first meal. Yeah, yeah that's a good question for you too. Like, Same. do you guys eating right away after you wake up or you want to like, you have to wait? I eat right away actually when I wake up. Like the minute I wake up, I know that eight minutes later or so. <laughs> Like the time it takes for me to like do a couple things is that's when I'll be eating my bowl of Cheerios. I meant like shaving. Okay. Like okay. Or, uh, that's when I'm eating my Cheerios right away. Like there's no okay. hesitation. Me, like We're not going to get into my whole morning routine there, but I'm, <laughs> I don't, the first like physical food I eat is around like, is never before nine, Whoa. like at least nine. Yeah. It takes me a while to eat. Like I can't stomach food early. And like if I, during the golf season, if I have an early tea time, like I'm not eating before golf and I'll only maybe eat like after the first nine holes. So later in the day, like I just don't have a need for it, I guess. The coffee's enough for me in the morning. Mm, well, I've already said that I, I, yeah. I like my coffee first. That's true. I can wait up to three hours before I eat. It is one thing that I do recommend though is drinking some water when you wake up. Okay. Uh, yeah. I drink, I like a horse, I drink water all the time. So important. I'm like chugging water all day at work. People think I'm crazy, but I mean, they already think I'm crazy for other reasons. So it's all good. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was a good one, Tanika. Eggs. We went deep on that one. So the last one was from my friend Rima, and she submitted ramen. So again, close to stir fry component. You can yeah. put some ramen in there. I love ramen. It's definitely some good stuff. We have some 
solid noodles from far, from Costco. I forget what they're called, but like yeah, made yeah. with millet. Yeah, and uh, rice. healthy ramen there. Yeah. It's uh, a little real, bit of a healthier choice. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I've eaten ramen once in my life. I don't. It's not something I seek. Is Mister Noodles ramen? Yeah. Okay. Oh, then I've had it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it I'm not big on Thai Chinese food or like those like Asian. F- yeah, it just doesn't agree with me. And like last time I had Chinese food, I'm like, why am I eating this again? Well, yeah. maybe it's the takeout that doesn't yeah, agree with right. you because it of, yeah. you know, the oils they use could it's be greasy. MSG. That is a very good point. So that's the other great element of cooking. Yeah. You know, you're putting clean ingredients, mm-hmm. stuff that you can digest and you control, yeah. right? The amount of spice. So yeah, those are all of our submissions for the uh, quick food we put together like I, I think i said mine was like the cabbage yeah. one you had one too with the soup yeah that's an easy go-to for sure like i have lots of go-to's but i'm not gonna start uh enumerating Man, a bunch of them Matt, what would be your go-to uh well because yeah. i'm super comfortable like with steak and like meats because um yeah because of working at farm boy like a steak and a salad for me is my go-to meal because it's super quick. Like once that steak's, once my pan's warm, like I, this is just on a pan too. Cook, put some onions and garlic on the pan to like season the pan, and then cook my steak with the Montreal steak spice. Takes no time to cook. I know exactly when to take it out. I let it rest for like a good at least five minutes, covered. Juices go back in, and while like that's happening, I'm making my salad. Just like a, a, a fresh garden salad with uh, like a sweet onion dressing or a sun-dried tomato dressing. Like bought, obviously. I'm not like... I'm pressing make... tomatoes in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed up all night pressing garlic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just steak and salad. I love... That's my final meal mm, yeah. in jail. A ribeye, <laughs> Caesar salad, potatoes. Meat in a salad yeah. is definitely a delicious <laughs> meal. And... Even if it's the same meal, you could switch it up with just the seasonings and mm, yeah. a new dressing on the salad. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, you know, put in some spinach instead of the romaine or just yeah. like do little switches and you actually have a new meal with a new nutrient profile. I'm a huge romaine guy, so it's going to be hard to switch camps well you can still stick to your romaine but add a few little leaves of okay. spinach in there sneak it in there yeah, past, yeah. The, sneak past a, the guard yeah. like a half and half you know okay. you don't have to go full full kale. Popeye, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i like kale actually i used Kale's to buy the kale made i used to be lazy and buy pre-made salads at farm boy and the kale one was like my favorite yeah, yeah. telling you farmer's market kale okay can't go wrong with okay. that like i just Next i put year. that in my omelets as well like that's another Ooh. one of my specialty breakfasts is, is the kale in the omelet it's great stuff and also just cooking kale in the skillet is um like it, it starts off as a huge bunch and then by the end of it it's just a shriveled poor looking sack of kale but it tastes delicious put some garlic in there and some onions great stuff one of my salads that i want to impart on the listeners that I've been making a lot of lately is like just with some to switch it up from uh, lettuce I either have like cans of chickpeas or black beans or corn and like a combo platter of some of those together chop up some 
onion, some peppers and um, cucumbers, tomatoes, and then pickle red, red onions in there. Ooh. Delicious. Pickling red onions has become a go-to of mine as well. And it's super easy. Just some white wine vinegar and a bit of water in there. White wine vinegar. Unreal. <laughs> it's, um, I love the taste. I'm not a white wine guy, but in the vinegar, it's, it's good. So I would recommend those chickpea salads. Very easy to make and uh, very filling too. And that's a good source of protein as well. Man, who says salads need lettuce? Like you can make a Greek salad or like you, that salad, Eric, sounds delicious. It, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Mediterranean. That's a, great, that's a great point, Matt. Um, I have lots of recipes of salads that do not have lettuce. Like uh, carrot salad, broccoli salad. Salad with cauliflower that isn't rice, actual pieces <laughs> Big, of cauliflower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, salad with millet. Uh, like, there's a whole world yeah. of stuff out there. And, like I was saying earlier, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, the world of cooking is a fun world to explore, mm-hmm. and it's on your terms. If you need help, there's lots of help available online. I would uh, love to help anybody out that uh, would is struggling with cooking. And if you need any kind of suggestions or want some feedback, I'm happy to uh, give some guidance. Hit my mom up. She knows what she's talking about. She's like, everything I know, and I know I'm sounding knowledgeable here, but it's only because of my mom. And uh, like one of the recipes that we made together there that you introduced me to ginger was in these like ginger chicken wings. Mm. Remember that for the Super Bowl? And those like on paper does not sound great, but you just blend up some ginger, some scallions, some avocado oil, salt in there. And then like that's your paste that you coat over the wings. By golly, was it ever delicious? It was like my some of my probably my favorite wings I've ever made. Holy so I can shit. definitely share that recipe if anyone. Well, I pretty much just said it there. It's cooking wings and then adding the paste on top after. Super good, and uh, that I think I talked about a bread another time too. There, like the healthy buns. Yeah. So a lot of things that now I got in the in the bag. So it's fun. I love cooking. But one point I will make though about you saying like, there's a lot of stuff out there for people. I don't know about you guys, but when I find a recipe online and I don't see the jump to recipe button, I'm a frustrated individual. I'm not trying to read through. I don't know. Does anyone read that huge like breakdown of why they chose certain ingredients and like the story behind the food? It's like, who cares? Just give me steps one, one through six. I'm a half and the ingredients I need. Uh, I totally agree with you. I'm like looking for that jump to recipe big time. I don't want to hear about the whole story of how this was created. Like maybe the first paragraph is nice to know the inspiration behind the recipe, but it's true. Sometimes it's too much. You have to scroll down like five pages if they don't have the uh, jump to recipe Mm -hmm. uh, toggle. Mm. Need that toggle. <laughs> you, you guys hit it on the head with cooking is like an endless well of like diving into new things and discovering. And I don't think even the biggest professional chefs in the world will all will admit like, yeah, there's still a lot I don't know and still a lot I'm like exploring. And I find cooking because it's such an important aspect of life, like feeding ourselves. There's always so much on it, like tutorials and YouTube video, like stuff like that like this day and age. So there's always going to be so much information. And yeah, Eric, you're right. Like sometimes it's, it's overwhelmed, like too much, like 
too many contradictory things or people telling you, no, this is the best way to cook this. It's like if I Google how to cook a steak, I'm going to get five different answers. Like how long to cook it, what temperature, like everyone's going to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. So that could be dangerous too. And that's why I just do my own thing now. If I don't really listen to like, I rarely set a timer now, actually. Like I'm kind of like, I free, I, I eyeball everything. Like I was cooked baking pierogies the other day and I just, just kept checking them. And once they got a little golden and brown, flipped them over and like, it was perfect. Like I don't, even with my cookies, I don't set a timer. I just know when to take them out. I use the, like, I open my oven a lot and check them. Mm. You're a wizard, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Same with chicken. Like I know roughly like, how when to check them but like no meat thermometer but you're right eric i do butcher it by cutting a sliver yeah you're right i butcher the presentation but hey i'm eating alone right now i don't give yeah, a shit for yeah. Sure, for sure. yeah yeah but it, it's not just the presentation it's that it's uh the juices run out you're gonna if you need True. to recook that chicken because yeah. it's red then it's going to be drier True. so definitely worthwhile getting the thermometer yeah. for mm -hmm. sure and if you're getting into cooking roasts oh, uh, yeah. and then you want medium rare um and you don't like it overcooked uh, uh, meat point. thermometer is a game changer for sure have not ventured into the roast game yet mm -hmm. no, uh, next year not yeah <laughs> and even that it's really underrated yeah. it is not as intimidating as you may mm. think crock pot i was just also. gonna say i would just throw it in the crock pot i mean pulled pork is one of the easiest things to make actually it looks super easy you get your barbecue sauce and just throw it in there with the sauce like or garlic and onions too oh my god it's so delicious but you kind of have to be aware like you're it's going to be sitting there for eight to ten hours in some cases so like you got to be home at that time. which can be nice though right like you slap that in the a.m and then right after your shift's done maybe after your workout's True. done you you're ready, yeah. and then it's just pull it out there. No, no work yeah. is needed in the like after your day at work. So, like last year, I was a big crock pot advocate. And like once, like now it's starting to get colder there. I think I'll bring it back out. I think it's definitely a fall winter mm -hmm. big time. Uh, thing. So, yeah, looking forward to getting back into the crock pot game. You can make a complete meal in yeah. your crock pot. You know, throwing all your veggies really? with your meat, and uh, like it's great for stews mm. if you like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you put it in and that could be also part of your meal prep. You know, you put that in Sunday morning while you're cooking a few other options oh. and you've got one already cooking for you. So uh, that could actually be your dinner for later. And then you prep yourself a soup, you prep yourself a couple of side dishes. I find that that's something that a lot of people overlook. Mm -hmm. It's like you think meat. Uh, you know, like the star of the plate. Yeah. Mm. But then side dishes have so much value also and they can jazz up that chicken or meat big time. And cooking a tray of roasted vegetables on the weekend and having that for later is so nice. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree more on side dishes. They're like the, the John Bernthal's to your Leonardo DiCaprio's. Oh, Wow. <laughs> brilliant comparison <laughs> i love that like, metaphor oh, I love don't it. love the movie but uh, it's overrated oh, but, yeah. oh my god don't get me started uh, yeah <laughs> i'm excited that i'm gonna like i know next like if we talk about food next year on another episode i know i'll have so much more to say and i'll be like oh i didn't know anything when i yeah. talked about it in episode 73 i was a fool here's the real thing and <laughs> yeah. i know it's gonna be like that yeah. 
Well, I think you made a lot of great points, actually. The main one being, you know what, you're learning. Being adventurous and taking some chances. And what's the worst going to happen? You're not going to like it as something. much. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you're, you're learning. Yeah. yeah. What it lit- Literally, what is the... That applies to a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Like, okay, your food doesn't taste as good. Okay, you try again. Get up and try again. And even if you burn something, oh. most of the time, it's salvageable. Yeah. You can cut off the burn yeah, part yeah, and, true. you know, like make something with the rest of it. I mean, the rice I burnt in my earlier story, I, half of the rice was still good. There you go. <laughs> Took me an hour to scrub, to scrape oh, the pan yeah. or the... So oh true. my God. That, yeah. that cleanup is not fun. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> one thing you really remember that yeah. you don't yeah. want to relive that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Soak in them pots right after <laughs> you cook. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to do a random recommendation with us? Think you're uh, of just anything. I've always do that segment. Like I'm recommend something that you've been watching. Any or media, yeah. Anything, okay. a book or a movie, TV show. Well, I just uh, finished watching Sex Education. Oh, okay. I have to say that when I watched the first, maybe the first two episodes, I wasn't quite sure I wanted to continue. But I had it on good recommendations that I would I would like it, so I persevered and I just crushed it. <laughs> I think I was off, <laughs> so I took a few days and just went to town on them, and it was really fun. And it also has a very good, a lot of good messages, and I uh, definitely recommend it. Nice, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I watched like the first episode, I think, or 10 minutes. And I said, I don't know if this is for me. And I kind of stopped. Maybe it was like the high school setting. I don't know. I was like, should I be watching this? I don't know how raunchy the show is or gets. So I don't know. Maybe I should be watching it. I don't know. <laughs> like, if it's just, like, I'm like, I'm not hard. Like, you guys have heard me talk about movies. Like, I like a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm super unpicky. So I'd probably like it. It, it pushes a few boundaries. Oh, okay. Maybe brings out some things that you you feel like, oh, this is kind of awkward. Oh, but okay. uh, I think they're good subjects to bring to light. I don't think it's always very realistic how it's portrayed. It's but it's interesting. Okay. And I think it can definitely start some conversations maybe with people. It's funny. And uh, thought-provoking. No, all around, I think it was. Uh, uh, it's a good show to watch. I recommend. It. Okay. okay, I think I'll check it out. I mean, it's a sh- like it's called Sex Education, right there. Like you piqued my interest. Like, and you shameless. know Gillian Anderson yes. from X Files. She's one of the characters in the show, <laughs> and she was awesome. Okay, great. Nice. Do you want to go next? Here? Yeah. Well, I just actually crushed a show of my own. Ooh. So um. Netflix's Lock and Key season two. So we actually watched the first season when it came out last year, like during peak quarantine or just devouring content on Netflix. And we binged that show, like the three of us, you, me and Zach, in like a few days. I didn't find it amazing this season one. I don't think any of us really thought it was like that good. It was just like because it was there and like it was kind of interesting. Like there's magical keys and... um, I don't know, it's like a family that has a bunch of keys in their uh, heritage and like they all have different abilities to do things. So like it's a cool different setting. Like I'll compare it to a poor man's Stranger Things. 
But season two was I really enjoyed. I thought they built on what they introduced in season one. I, again, I binged that in like three, four days. I had a great time watching it. I thought they introduced some new characters that were interesting as well. Like, did everything a second season should, in my opinion. Like, build on the universe that they introduced in season one and add some intrigue in there. I definitely recommend it to you. Like, I know you're going to watch it there, mm-hmm. Zach. So, um, yeah, Lock and Key. That's what I just watched. And now I'm actually, I restarted watching The Punisher show. Ooh. John Bernthal, great actor. I love that show. Like it's been a while since I've seen it too. There, so I'm happy to be back in there. Like I'm forgetting stuff that happened too. So it's fun. What made you restart that show? Well, I, yeah. I needed I needed a new show to watch, and then I'm just go, throw, scrolling through Netflix, and it was the first thing, and like watch it again, I think, or something like that. Like, yep, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I love the Mar. I like the Marvel uh, Disney show, Marvel Netflix shows, yeah. like a few of them, Daredevil and Punisher. There, so yeah, they definitely veered off in quality. Yeah, some of them. I've never heard of Lock and Key, actually. That's really. Okay. I'm, I always like hearing about new things like that. Um, I'm surprised you're rewatching a show. I'm not gonna lie, because there's so many like, I find like there's so much out there. But then again, I rewatch a lot of movies, so I'm I shouldn't be saying that. Like, why am I wasting my time rewatching movies? There's so many movies I haven't watched in my life. So. Okay, yeah, I'll, well, give, I'll give you that, Eric. And I don't yeah. know if I'm going to keep going. Honestly, yeah. I just watched the first episode, okay, to be okay. fair. Like, it was before going to bed. I'm like, I need something to help me right. fall asleep or whatever. And uh, threw that on. The theme song fired me up and I was wired <laughs> after. So had to finish the episode. But no, I, like obviously I'll look for a new show before rewatching an old one. Especially like a drama, like a show that's an hour at right. long episodes. Right, like I think that's different rewatching a show True. like that compared to like a Seinfeld, which I am re- obviously re- re- rewatching right now. There, me too. <laughs> so, um, hey, if you have a recommend like okay. Sex Education, maybe that'll be the next one for me. I'll uh, I'll stick with the Netflix shows. I'm as a as of time of recording, I'm two episodes left in season three of You, which uh, season three I've been loving so far. I mean. Um, the character of love played. I forget the actress's Victoria name. Victoria Victoria. Pedretti. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I think I think she's great in this show, and yeah. I really like her, especially after watching the horror shows she was in. Um, no, I'm really digging that show. I am rewatching Seinfeld because my girlfriend's never seen it, and then when it popped up on Netflix, I'm like, oh, we just gotta watch the classics. So I show her like the opposite, the contest. The mango, the soup Nazi, <laughs> all, so all, all, all like yeah. the fix up. That's when we Might just well watched watch last them all. <laughs> Like when uh, Jerry's hyping up George to, uh, no, when Elaine's hyping up George to, uh, to Janice or mm, the yeah. actress who played Janice. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she's trying to paint him in a good light, and Janice is like having none of it. Like you know, he's losing his hair. He has a he's bald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great episode, actually. Yeah. Seinfeld is so easy to watch too. Like the episode, just next episode, keep yeah, going. For um, sure. I've seen a couple movies too, but uh, I don't know if you guys want to go ahead of me. I don't have any movies, yeah. honestly. Since like we recorded not too long yeah. ago, and like I've just I also watching you, okay. and I, I finished Made as well since recording, oh. and I am like Lock and Key, Punisher. Like no, no movies, honestly. Since unless you have one, that you, yeah. I haven't seen any movies. Well, these movies tie into our last episode because I think Justin mentioned them. Uh, Candyman and Halloween Kills, and since recording last last episode, I had I've watched both of them. I don't know if they're recommendations though, but just quickly, Candyman I thought was very not atmospheric and scary at all. Like I was mm. very disappointed in 
that that, that aspect. The only thing it had going for it was a couple great kills, but the movie was not scary or atmospheric at all. And like, if you're gonna have a crappy story, you got to make it atmospheric. Halloween Kills. I actually went to the theater yeah, uh, last week to see it. Halloween Kills commits the biggest sin a movie can commit. It's more than 90 minutes long. It's an hour and 45 minutes. And like, that is super unforgivable if you're going to have a sh- such a shitty story. <laughs> like I said before, like the first 90 minutes of a movie are free for me. Like, I don't care. I'll watch anything for nine of if it's 90 minutes in length. But like after that, you got to make me earn it. And this movie is just dragged on. And now to be fair, Halloween Kills... It's not meant to be high art or anything. It's a freaking slasher movie. It's all about the kills and the atmosphere and the music. And you know what? The movie had that. The movie had amazing gory kills. And I was very like happy to watch those on the big screen. Everything else, when kills weren't happening, when you weren't following Michael Myers, the killer, it was a super dull movie with cringy dialogue. I was actually talking out loud in the theater, which is a huge sin for me. But I didn't care. This movie was so dog crap. I wanted to like check my phone during the movie too. Uh, so the, yeah, those are the two movies that I watched where I don't know if I'm recommending them, but I'm just like public service announcement, you yeah, know, just yeah. my thoughts on those horror films. Reverse recommendations. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no, I, I, I spent like, I spent $50 at the theater watching it on food and the tickets, you know, like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. Got to hit them up on them Tuesdays, Matt. Yeah, or Say. watch it for free on my... Uh, anyways. Tubi. Um, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good spot to wrap yeah. it up there on uh, yeah. good wrecks and uh, rundowns on horror movies. So, yeah, uh, Mom, this is great. Super fun to do this with you and uh, talk about cooking. I think we all learned. And it was fun to just share our own cooking experiences like since moving out for Matt and I and... Um, yeah, good habit. So any final notes for the listeners? Get out there, try some cooking. If you feel intimidated, reach out to me. I'm happy to give you some guidance. <laughs> Go with it with like an open attitude and uh, learn from your mistakes. It's all good. There is no mistakes, actually. You're, you're just always learning what you like more. Yeah, I guess that's what I would say to the listeners Mm -hmm. and thanks for having me guys it was quite a good experience yeah Yeah, like thank you for coming on taunt lin and this honestly has been one of my favorite episodes in terms of like like i could have kept going on like talking about food is like food is one of my three favorite things in life (laughs) no i I love the flow of our conversation and it was really really fun night no definitely Uh, food is what binds people together cultures together yeah, we could definitely talk about food for a long time. Yeah, we didn't even get into like that side of like culture and like mm-hmm. traveling and food and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. save that for another time. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. So, Matt, any final notes for the listeners? Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I hope you had a great time. Like, I hope you learned some new things and discovered things, and I hope everyone's safe out there and having a great day, whatever you're doing right now. Couldn't agree more. So yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all. Buy some uh, celery. Buy some celery. (laughs) And yeah, peace.